0: Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. The purpose is to offer a solution and increase overall awareness to the destructiveness of addiction. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to take the opportunity to thank everyone for all your support and feedback, for sharing my content, for continuing to to carry on the message in your own life, and your own recoveries, and being a part of. really want to thank you guys for that. We've also reached uh, 200 followers on Instagram as well as Facebook, 200 plus views on Spotify for all the episodes. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone, your continued support. This gives the opportunity for someone to find recovery. And if just one person finds it, to me, it's a success and it's all worth it. So I appreciate that. Now today, it says in the big book, it says, uh, that we're not a glum lot, right? That if newcomers couldn't see any fun in our existence or any joy, they just wouldn't want it. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. It's one of the only things in the Big Book that talks about insists. We could talk about it being suggestive only. The steps are suggestions. That's a whole other debate for a whole other time. But it does insist on enjoying fun and, have, and enjoying life. So today I wanted to share an experience that I think's got a funny ending. Now, the people who know me know that I laugh at my own jokes sometimes, and sometimes I think aren't funny uh, or are funny. Other people just don't. (laughs) So I'm going to share an experience with you guys, and hopefully I could bring a smile to someone desperately in need of one. It's very hard for me to be upset when I'm laughing. It's very hard for me to be upset when I got a smile on my face. So I hope today's episode brings a smile to somebody. You know, so I got sober in prison um, eight years since, man, and, and I found recovery for you guys who've listened to the first episode and you listened to the pain and desperation and you, and you heard that, what it was like for me, what led me to the rooms when finally enough was enough and I wanted to do recovery for myself, not for anyone else, the families, my wife, my daughter, my mother, my father. Those are the motivating factors. So you guys heard a little bit about that. But anyone who's ever been on a prison yard or anyone who's ever done any type of time in prison, they know and you know that at any point in time, you can get any type of drug that you would possibly want anytime just about day or night. You live with six to 10 drug dealers at any point in time. It's a very dangerous person for an addict. It's a very dangerous person for who... Who has just been white knuckling it, who hasn't found a higher power, who hasn't found a recovery, who doesn't have any tools, who doesn't have any support. It's very tough sometimes. You know, some people, they don't, they have a really easy time with not using in prison because they haven't created an attachment with doing time and getting high. But once you cross that line and you start to attach prison time with getting high, it's very dangerous for multiple reasons. Not just the progressiveness of the addiction, but for the fact that you don't get them for free and they're expensive, man. At any point in time, you could walk into the bathroom and see someone on the nod, on a toilet. You could see people using a rig. You could see people anywhere you go, smoking spice at all times. It's everywhere you look. We were so fortunate at North Unit with the recovery community that was there. There was a lady named Miss Franz, very important person in my life. If I talk too much specifically about her and our relationship, I'll probably get real emotional right now. It also talks about in the big book that alcoholics are sensitive people, man. I get a feel today and it's just so, feels so good to feel today. But her name was Miss Franz, and you know she taught this six-month moderate treatment substance abuse program. I still talk to her to this day. Such an important person in my life. Such an important person in my recovery. Will always hold a special spot in my heart. But she gave us a safe haven, man. We had this moderate treatment substance abuse program. It was a six-month program. We talked about everything in there. From the disease of addiction... We talked about family. We talked about triggers. We talked about relapse prevention, success plans, timelines you name it in this six month group. A lot of 12 step stuff. We talked about it. I had the privilege from a suggestion to my sponsor to talk to her about a job. She gave me an opportunity to be a part of this thing. She gave me an opportunity to take a major lead in the program, to work directly with these guys, to teach this group. She believed in me, and she still does today, and it means so much to me. So we had this group, man, but most importantly, what we had was we had a building. We had a trailer, and it was a substance abuse building, and it was a safe haven. And anyone struggling, anyone who needed to talk, they knew there was no judgment there, and we just wanted to help. Any guys in the fellowship, they could come at any point in time when we weren't in group. We had music in there. We had uh, TV, DVDs. But most important, we had the fellowship, man. And it was there, and there was laughter. There was a lot of step work going on in between the groups. You would see that all the different sponsors would have a safe place because you talk about a lot of things in the fourth and fifth step. And doing that on a prison yard can be difficult sometimes and dangerous as well. But we had this building, man, and it was so cool to be a part of. I worked there with her for almost two years. It was so important. It was such a big part of my own recovery. So we had this building and and we would have everybody would come over there. We had events. We had all types of things. Now what we had, which was something that Miss Franz and I created, it's called Step Zero. And that's what we called it. And we had it once a month. And you know, the steps are one through twelve, right? 13 is not a step for all you 13 steppers out there. Not cool. But we had this thing called step zero. And the reason we called it step zero is because what it was was anyone on the yard who failed a drug test, got caught making prison alcohol, hooch, pruno, whatever you want to call it, a.k.a. botulism. Anyone who got caught with a needle, anyone who got caught with spice, drugs, internal possession, of course, dirty UAs, we would get their information. And once a month, we would have all these guys come who failed these UAs, who got these tickets, they would come to our building and we would do what we called the step zero workshop. And it was such a cool thing to be a part of, especially for the guys in the fellowship. So this is what it was. So all these guys would come, we would have the table set up in a U-shape and all the guys who were there for the actual group would be sitting around this u shaped table and chairs and there'd be a table in front of them, a whiteboard uh, behind them where we would stand. And so what we would do is they would come and I'd be the first one to speak to them. I talked to them a little bit about what it was like for me, my last use and the pain associated behind it. I would talk about the four-stage disease concept with them. I would talk about crossing that line, being an addict, being a disease, a terminal illness. If left untreated, causes death. We talked about all these things. I would talk with them about that. But what we would do that was so powerful was we would have all the guys from the fellowship come. All the guys. And this fellowship will hold such a special spot in my heart. When I first started attending meetings, you know, there was nine guys. By the time they closed North Unit down, we had 50-plus guys at every single meeting five nights a week. And anyone who's ever done any prison time or ever been to a meeting before, that's usually not the case. I've done time on higher yards, higher custody yards, and usually AA meetings, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, are where you go to pass dope because it gets you out of your cell. They're where you go to pass kites, pass messages but we had real recovery going on there. So everybody knew once a month, I'd make announcements at the meetings about step zero. And what we would do is we'd invite all the guys from the fellowship to come share their experience, strength and hope with these guys. Three to five minutes, what it was like your last use and what it's like today. And it was so powerful to be a part of man. And it didn't matter if you had one month, one week or two years it didn't matter, man. Sometimes the most powerful guys were the guys in their first 30 days just barely hanging on, working their first couple steps, finding a connection to a higher power, starting to see some results. Because for these guys sitting there who are strung out, who just failed a dirty UA, their phones are off, they can't order any commissary, their visits are gone. Sometimes it's multiple multiple UAs. We had some repeat offenders. We had some, some repeat flyers in there. We had some familiar faces, some guys that came multiple times. But it was such a powerful thing, especially for the guys that were in early recovery. Because if I'm sitting up there talking to you, you didn't know what me before. You didn't know the extremes and the lengths I've gone. You just didn't know that. And when I first came into the fellowship and when I first came in, and we're talking about a forever thing. We all know the one day at a time. We all know what that means. I was talking to a friend earlier this morning. He's in the fellowship. He's one of my best friends. He got sober. He's been sober for 10 years. We were talking about the evolution of the sayings that we have in the in the fellowship and in the program and how they evolve and they mean different things today. But one day at a time, it was one hour at a time. It was one minute at a time for me. So when guys are getting up there talking about I got two weeks, man, that could be powerful for a guy who's struggling to get five minutes. So what we would do is we would I would go up there I would speak for about twenty minutes and I would share some experience, strength, and hope with them. I would get fired up. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a pretty passionate guy. Um, I like to get turned up. I like to have fun, but I'm serious. This thing saved my life. I believe in it. It's undeniable. Anyone who knows me knows that. So sometimes I have the tendency to scare people. Uh, because I'm so fired up, but it's just because I feel so good today. So we would have these guys. So after I spoke, we would introduce somebody and we would just cycle through. Multiple guys would come up and they would come in and they would speak and they would share what their last use was and where they're at today. And it was so powerful, especially at the end when we had all these guys sitting there. And it was a two-hour workshop, so we had plenty of guys speak. Sometimes, you know, 30 guys would be there plus and each one would have an opportunity to share, to speak to these guys and try to reach one of them. And you got to remember, uh, these guys are, are in the midst of their addiction. Some of the guys that will come will be the, you know, their first, some of the guys from the fellowship, this would be their first real opportunity just to be of service and start to attach to the pain with gratitude because now they get to see that it can be beneficial to help others. Plus, most of them were in the spoon with these guys uh, last week a lot of the newcomers that were in our fellowship. So it was a powerful thing to be a part of. And when these guys turned around and when they looked and they seen all the guys who were just there because they they cared, guys that wanted to love them till they could love themselves, guys that offered a helping hand, guys that offered these guys to go to meetings, guys that took the time. Some guys would we would we would send out passes, man, so they would miss work to be there to share this this opportunity to try to find one guy, man to get him into our group, to get him to a meeting. It was so cool and such a powerful thing. It was usually more powerful for the guys in the fellowship than it was for the guys attending the group. Half of them would be on a nod. Half of them would be over it. Half of them would be taking multiple bathroom breaks. Sometimes they would get up and try to leave in the middle, and we'd have to hunt them down like Dog the Bounty Hunter. We had a guy for that. But for the most part, man, it was such a powerful thing. Now, the reason I bring this up uh, is just to kind of to 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 let you know the power that was there to kind of get you an overall scenario. So we had a double wide trailer. OK, vision boards all over the walls, AA material and literature and the steps posted on the walls, an office, in a bathroom. God, we had some good times in there. So one day we have a step zero like we do once a month, right? Now we're in there and, and everyone's speaking and you got to remember we're in a double wide trailer and we got about, let's say 60 guys in there at this point. So by the end of the two hours, it was hot in there. It'd be hot in there. Everybody would be ready to go, but we were still in there giving these guys the business man, just trying to reach one of them. So we're in the middle of uh, having a step zero class. There's about 20 guys who failed UAs who got caught with dope on the yard. And they're there, man. And They're sitting there and they're around the tables. All the guys in the fellowship, 30 plus dudes are behind them, sitting in chairs. Um, We're cycling the guys through to go in front of these guys to speak, to give their three to five minutes. And there's a guy there who just doesn't want to be there, right? (laughs) Most of them don't. That's the facts. And if they didn't show up, Side note, if they didn't show up, they would get ua 8 again, man. And, and once that got around, then people would usually be there. <laughs> so we're so we're there, and and you know, there's a guy there, and you know, we know this guy in the yard. You gotta remember we live together, we know all these dudes, they know what we're about, we know what they're about, and we're just trying to attract them, man, to to, to initiate some action to do something different. So there's a guy there, and we have a guy from the fellowship uh, sharing at the moment and he's just passionate about it. He's talking about all these guys cuz we could see we could see Central Unit which is the level 4 or 5 yard. The majority of those guys aren't getting out ever, man. And we could see their yard and he's talking about he's passionate he's talking about recovery. He's talking about the blessings. He's talking about every one of those guys over at Central Unit right now. Everybody in this room is somebody's wish over there. They would wish to be where we are today. They would wish to have a release date. He's getting passionate. There's some tears flowing. And all of a sudden we hear this crunch. 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 And I'm not talking about like chip crunch. I'm talking about anyone out there who's ever broke up a pill on a table with an ID. That's what I'm talking about. And it's like the music stopped. You know, it's it's like everything just stopped and everybody heard it and we looked over and everything went silent. There's 60 guys in this room and we look over at one of the guys attending step zero and he is breaking up pills on the table and cuts them up into three lines, rolls up the meeting card that we gave him that, talked, that we would give everybody there that was attending it. I told you where the meetings were at and what time they're at and what building He rolls it up and snorts three lines. (laughs) He snorts three lines in front of anyone who's ever been to a meeting. Could you imagine sitting in a circle at a meeting, pulling out some tinfoil and smoking a tray? (laughs) I mean, could you imagine that? Could you imagine chopping up a line in front of the fellowship? It was so it was sad, but it was so funny. And we looked at this guy and we're like, oh, my God, is he really doing it? And he snorted another one and he snorted another one. I couldn't believe it. I mean, (laughs) we're just our jaws were dropped. It was funny, but it didn't end there. Then he got up and everyone's got their head turned. Everyone's watching him. He gets up, goes into our bathroom, and takes a shit in there. And I'm talking a steamer. I'm I'm talking like smell like hot garbage. It was the funniest thing. It was so bad. Remember, it got hot in there. Two hours. We're in there giving the business. We got sweat mustaches. We got beads of sweat dropping, dropping down. We're trying to get through to these guys. And this guy does that. I mean, it cleared the whole room out. I'll never forget it, man. And a lot of guys that are going to hear this podcast are supporters of of recovery, of service work of the podcast, they're going to they're going to remember this moment. You know, it might not be as funny if you weren't there, but put yourself in a position to think about that, man. Think about being at a meeting and pulling out a bowl or smoking a joint in front of everybody in the fellowship and laughing about it and then taking a shit in the bathroom and clearing the whole place out. Man, it was so funny. I have so many stories, man. There's so many of them. I just wanted to share them, and I hope that brings a smile or a laugh to somebody uh, today that's in need of it. Um, I'm going to be dropping another episode tomorrow that's going to have some substance to it because recovery is what it's about. It's about learning these tools. It's about learning how to apply them. It's about helping people. It's about God. It's it's about finding connection to a higher power. But man, we got some funny stories that go along with it. And if you can get to a point where you can laugh at these things, then you're on the right track because there was a time in my life when it just wasn't there was no way for me to laugh about any of these things that happened along the way. Because I still attached in such a negative way to them. It, just because I laugh about it doesn't make it right. Because it doesn't. But what it means is, is I've used these things so many times to help others. And I don't live that way today. And that's not the guy you see anymore. That we can laugh about him. It talks about that in working with others as well for any AA guys out there. But we're not a glum lot, man. We like to have fun. When you walk in, you see these this laughter. When you walk into a meeting, when you walk into recovery, or you walk into a mentorship group, or you walk into any type of recovery setting, and you see people laughing in there, man, that's a powerful thing you want to be a part of. Because in my active addiction, I couldn't tell you the last time that I laughed, man. It just wasn't there. So I hope that story brings some uh, some a smile to somebody's face, man. But I'll never forget that day. I was actually talking to Ms. Franz about it this morning, and we were laughing about it. And I told her I was going to post it, and I was going to put it up there. And, man, it might be one of those things you had to be there, but just funny. Put yourself in that position and think about what that would be like for you. And the guys who were there that are going to hear this, man, that was funny. That was funny. So I encourage you guys to keep enjoying life, to have fun, man, to have laughter because that's what it's all about today. Today we get a feel and I hope you I made you feel something with that one. And I hopefully you smiled and a belly laugh sure would be cool. Stay tuned for our next episode, which will be posting tomorrow. Everyone have a good day. Thank you.